in the marriage circle. This morning I have chosen to preach to you a sermon, information that you've heard from me before, but it is a new sermon, a sermon I've entitled, The Broken Home. Make no mistake about it, the marriages and the homes in America are under extreme pressure and overwhelming assault. And I want to begin by first introducing the concept that a marriage and a home from its very inception has been designed to be a place of refuge, a place of peace, a protection for the family and the children, a place of hope. But through the last several months, I have noticed that it has become a breeding ground of hopelessness and depression. You and I have to consider the broken home through the eyes of the living God. And you and I must extend the purpose that must be reestablished in the original design of the marriage contract and agreement. We must revisit the need to protect our home from the assaults that are on our homes and the pressures of life that are infecting our marriages and to keep them from this horrible road of divorce. Divorce has become a very popular option. Any pressure in life, any struggle in life. And my goal this morning is to rid us of the easy avenue of separation and divorce and establish in our hearts and our minds the godly perspective that we find in the Word of God. It is very, very needful before we read our text to remind us that this is an ongoing lifetime choice and should not be entered into lightly but soberly and, and advisedly in the fear of God. And we are warned that it is a lifetime contract for better or worse, richer or poorer, forsaking all others keeping only unto our spouse until death do us part. This is not a light subject today. And divorce is running rampant on our nation and in America as a whole. The text that I have chosen comes out of the book of Malachi chapter 2, verse 16. I am not using the King James translation this morning. But it does say these words. You can follow along as I read it out loud. It says, For the Lord God of Israel says, I hate divorce, for it covers one's garments with violence, says the Lord of hosts. Therefore, take heed to your spirit that you deal not treacherously with this subject. In short, divorce is a very critical subject in the eyes of God. And the contract of marriage is not easily dissolved. 
It's a little deeper than a miscommunication or the falling out of love or the pressures of life. It is more than a divorce attorney. It is a binding contract that God holds extremely, extremely sacred. And you and I must be absolutely on the same page concerning this subject. I want to challenge every married couple listening to me today. The longer you stay married, the better your marriage will get. I can guarantee you that. And you should do everything in your power to avoid a broken home. The price tag is overwhelming and it is paid by everyone except the two people who decide that the only answer is divorce. Pain cannot be measured. I want to talk to you firstly about the bleak data that surrounds divorce. I believe this morning that it is worthy of our careful consideration. The book of Matthew chapter 12 verse 25 says, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Even from a biblical perspective, we are seeing the bleak data and it must be considered for you and I today. The article that I started a Sunday school on is worthy to be reported because it speaks of how often divorce takes place in America and these things ought not to be. And more importantly, this morning, as I address the godly world or the religious world, it is careful to note that the data that comes in for the believer and the non-believer is absolutely the same across the board. And I declare to you this morning, we will never rebuild the Navajo Nation unless we rebuild the family and we avoid the reality of a broken home. 55% of all marriages in the United States will end in divorce or separation. And I dare say if we knew the truth, the Navajo Nation would be a little bit more. Researchers estimate that 42% of all first marriages end in divorce, 62% of all second marriages end in divorce, 75% of all third marriages will end in divorce. I dare say that divorce in a broken home on the Navajo Nation is a worse pandemic than COVID-19. I wished we had data to establish the reality of how many people have been shattered or possibly lost their life. 
how many children's futures have been stained by the broken home. This is a subject that has to be addressed and cannot be taken lightly because the data is so bleak and I want you to consider the information I present today. My hopes are that the husband and the wife will be rattled by the reality of this data and make up their mind once and for all that we are going to make our marriage work. We are not going to be a statistic of the broken home, the most damaging element to our nation as a whole. The United States has the sixth highest divorce rate in the world. The data that surrounds this subject should alarm us. Listen to this information as I preach this sermon. In the United States of America, every 16 seconds, there's a divorce in the U.S. That equates to 277 divorces per hour. 6,600 and 50 divorces per day. 46,523 divorces per week. Are you getting the picture? 2,400, no, sorry, 2,419,196 divorces per year. This is the greatest threat to America and the world at large. This means that there are nine divorces. In the time that it takes for a couple to recite their wedding vows, more than 554 divorces occurred during a typical two-hour movie. The data is staggering. Wives are the most often who file for divorce, 66% more average than men. The figure has soared to nearly 75% during this common hour of the pressures and the stresses that have accompanied the year of 2020. There are 19,353,565 divorces over the course of the average first marriage that ends within an eight-year period of time. I want to take this moment to say that your pastor has been married to the same woman for 40 years of my life. The bleak data that should stagger us. And I want to point to the reality of the broken home. My goal is to keep you from this subject. My goal is to stir your hearts, to create a passion and a focused desire not to be caught in this data, but to build a traditional home on the Navajo Nation, a husband and a wife with children that have the last name for God's sake, for a long period of time until death do you part should be the mantra and the banner and the focus of our desire to stay.
keep from a broken home. I'll talk to you secondly on why divorce takes place. I believe this is a fair subject. I want to tell you that commitment to one another is the greatest need. Through the years of counseling, I hear people say, we're going to stay married for the children. That is an absolutely wrong answer, and it will not sustain for the long haul. And neither will it heal your marriage. Instead, that will create a very violent home, a very angry home, and not an atmosphere where children should be raised. The only thing that will heal and keep us from divorce, listen to me, sir, is when you are committed to the one that you have said the vows with. Sister, I want to tell you something. Your marriage will not heal until you become solely committed to be the wife and the woman that you need to be to the man whom you shared those sacred vows with. The lack of commitment to each other is the most common reason why divorced couples enter into this atmosphere. In the recent national survey, there are these are the reasons that are given for the percentages and the lack of commitment holds the number one position, which is also a fancy word for, for the word neglect. 73% of married couples that end in divorce point to the lack of commitment one to another. Words that flow out of their mouth is the lack of attention, the lack of focus, the lack of value, and the lack of worth, which is the word that describes personal neglect one for another in this atmosphere. I have learned through the years that we give ourselves to education at the cost of our personal relationship with our spouse. Or we will be so involved in the lives of the children, whether it's their education or their sports or the things that they need, that we give ourselves over to the unwelcome guest of neglect, losing the commitment one towards another. Many of us will give ourselves the third reason is to our employment. We'll be so given over to the workforce so given over to the supply of the family that we become no earthly good to the things that build a marriage. And I want to tell you that divorce takes place when we lose focus on our spouses, challenging every man. You are to love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself to her. And sister, you are to love your husband in submission and in respect and in honor, keeping only unto him. These are the simple truths of the kingdom of God. Why divorce takes place is because of the absence of devotion and commitment one to another. 
The second reason divorce takes place is when the couple argues too much. 56% of all married couples that end in divorce in America have come to realize that their marriage is failed because they can never be on the same page. Listen to a man who has built a marriage and a man who's built a home and a family. There has to come a time in your life where you say fighting is enough. You're going to have to come to the point in life where not everything has to be an argument. That comes across from the man and the woman. Not everything has to be a fight. Not everything has to be an argument. Not everything has to disrupt the atmosphere of the children and the family. And I'll throw this in for free. You still should never argue in front of your children. Are you kidding me? There really has to come a time in a person's life where you're going to do everything in your power to work things out and to agree with your spouse. Sometimes you're going to have to submit to him. Sometimes you're going to have to submit to her. But at the end of the day, I do not believe that we should be in the endless cycle of habitual discontentment and complaint and all that comes with argument. My goodness, you have to realize that there is other people involved in this home. You had to know this before you entered into this covenant. I just want to say that there's not too much room in a marriage for self. There's going to have to come a time, my brother. There's going to have to come a time, my sister, where your interests are on the other person. In the 40 years that I've been married, Sandra and I have had to give and take. We've had to learn what disrupts the other person. She's had to learn what disrupts me. And it is wisdom to stay away from those issues that offend. And it is much easier to agree not to argue. That holds a 56% of why divorces take place. I want to talk to you next about infidelity. It holds the third place role. This subject is extremely concerning to me because I know who pastors the Potter's House Church in Chinle, Arizona. And anyone that's been with me any length of time knows as I make this next statement that this is a true statement. I don't think there's been another preacher possibly in our fellowship that has graphically spoken about the detailed effects of immorality and infidelity and how it impacts the family, the marriage, and mostly the children in our future. I have done Sunday schools on this subject. I have jumped up and down on this platform. Oh, sorry, not this platform. 
I am recording from Winslow today. But on our purple platform, you all know it to be true. I have challenged every one of us on a personal level and a large level that there is absolutely no place for infidelity in our homes. We blow up our homes and our homes are broken and divorce takes place when the husband or the wife decide that they are going to go out on their spouse. I want to remind you again that this is total insanity. And you should take it and view it through the eyes of God, the destruction that this brings. And while I'm on a roll, there is not a good foundation to start a marriage in the foundation of impurity and sexual fornication and immorality that this society takes so lightly. I have seen hundreds of homes destroyed because of our refusal to get married properly. Boy, this is heavy for a Sunday morning. Going out on our spouse has an endless cycle of violation and insanity. When this is experienced and not corrected immediately, it leaves behind the horrible scars upon the family that has the power to break down the home and to destroy the home that God intended to be a blessing that oftentimes lasts a lifetime. Imposing upon your spouse the unfortunate and challenging need to forgive. That is probably one of the hardest lessons in life. And I want to make an issue on the destructive force of the broken home and why divorce takes place. It's not this big devil that just jumps on your house. It's not this demon spirit that just floods your home. It's the unlearned understanding of the nature of infidelity that must be avoided at all cost. It should never be entertained. It should never be taken lightly. We should be aware of the amazing pain that it causes you and I must wrap our, around, our mind around this very critical subject because there really has to come a day in your young lives that you're going to get married right or the cycle of this broken culture and this broken home curse will continue. And I want to challenge every man and every woman. There has to come a time in your life that you will never entertain this. And if you've been engaged in this, you will do everything in your power to repent and to get it right with God, your spouse, and your children.
Divorce happens when we have no understanding of the debris that this creates. Before we wrap up this sermon, I do want to talk to you about domestic abuse. Domestic abuse is also a number one reason that divorce takes place and why there are broken homes. Across America, 41% of women are domestically and violently abused in their marriage relationship. And I do have the data for the Navajo Nation. 58% on the Navajo Nation, the woman suffers domestic violence and abuse. I want to touch on two aspects of abuse very quickly. One is physical, and the other one is verbal. I do not have the time necessary to dive into all the realities of this subject but I will say this, listen carefully, do not turn me off. Do not plug into Roman Gutierrez or Ray Ruby, not this morning, listen to your pastor. At no time in your relationship, ever, never, ever, never, never, should your problems resort to physical abuse from you, as a man, or you as a woman. This should never take place and should be avoided at all cost. There is no other answer than to hit each other with weapons or your fists? Please tell me you're kidding. We all know that this is never an answer, and it will only make matters worse. Secondly, verbal abuse. If we're going to build good marriages, even an older marriage, you better be very careful how you speak to your spouse. I have news for you. We're all human beings. And there's no one that can hurt your spouse more than your spouse. Those words cut to the quick. And they cut deep. Anyone in America and the world can call me a loser. But if my wife calls me a loser, oh, it cuts to the depths of my heart. And I think if we understand Proverbs... And it tells us death and life from the power of the tongue. I think it would only be mature and wise to be careful how we speak to each other. Divorce happens and homes are broken when we have no regard of the value of our speech towards our spouse. just want to say the only way to effectively transmit value and love is through the words that we choose to use on each other. Domestic abuse, abuse holds 41%, the fourth highest reason why divorce happens. I want to close very quickly with the contributors to divorce and things to avoid. 
The list that I have for you this morning will give you clear instruction the things to avoid. I will not spend much time here. Through the years of pastoring, these things have become major contributors to the broken home. There's probably nothing that hurts my heart worse than to see a family that I've known and loved, prayed for, to end up in a broken home. The first thing to avoid, not new information. Facebook should be avoided at all costs. I have said this over and over and over again. It's very limited use for good things is deeply outweighed by the bad things. I'm sure there are good reasons to have Facebook, but I will tell you in real time, 95% of every marriage I've counseled in the last 20 years one-third of the divorces have become a result of the information that was shared with other individuals through Facebook. In the United Kingdom study, the UK says that one-third of their divorces for their petitions for divorce are a direct result of an improper use of connection to other men and other women through Facebook. Secondly, there's only three. I want to preach a whole sermon on this next subject. But I declare to you today, listen to me. An ungoverned access to the internet in the subject of pornography. There should not be a single man, listen to me, sir, that should be given over to pornography. Not to get graphic as I close, but you should never expect your wife to even have to try to measure up to what you see in that arena. And to fill our mind and our spirit with that disgust and that filth. And to download it into our marriage. Don't be surprised when you are a product of a broken home. I just want to say pornography contributes to the destruction of a home. 56% of all divorces, according to a recent study. We know that a major pastor from a major university, the president, the pastor, went down, destroying his church, his ministry, his credibility, his children, and his wife because of a pornography addiction contributors to a broken home. And lastly, how you spend money. I don't want to beat this drum forever, but it's a major contributor to a broken home. Some of us, the woman is a spender. Some of us, the man's a spender. 
and it's a contributor to divorce, causing major problems when one or both are terrible with money. Couples argue about finances at least once a week. They're 30% more likely to get a divorce. The subject of money and marriage should never be kept a secret. I'm a total disbeliever in his account, her account. I believe that the spouses should have full access to the money flowing into that home. Now, I'm not making this a doctrine. You handle this however you want. But I will tell you, if you keep secrets financially from your spouse, you are on thin ice and headed one day for a broken home. This should never be kept a secret. This is my money, Jannah. Ya Allah. I work for my money. It's mine. Well, that's cool in the world, but according to Matthew 19, verse 5, when you got married, listen to this. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother. That is good doctrine, by the way. Different sermon. He shall cleave to his wife, and they are no longer two, but one flesh. I got news for you, sir. Your money is her money. Got news for you, sister. Your money is his money. That's good Bible preaching. You are one flesh. These are the contributors to divorce. I want to close with the final challenge. Can we build strong homes? And can we avoid the broken home? I want you to bow your heads in this place. You're not saved, you're not born again, you're not right with God. Pastor Artie, I am not saved, I'm not born again. This may not be the ultimate salvation message, but I want to give my life to Jesus Christ today. Will you pray for me? I want you to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. I receive the work of the cross. Lead me and guide me from this day forward in Jesus' name. And lastly, I want to come to every married couple that's listening to me today. I have purposely designed this message to be a little bit aggressive. Our marriages, in spite of the pressure and the struggles and all that we are going through, cannot fall prey to the temptation and the assault of a broken home. I've clearly laid before you the bleak data. I've laid before you the warnings of why we get divorced and the challenge on how we can stay married and work through these marriages and these issues. And lastly, I cannot stress it enough. These are only three contributors that I brought to the table this morning. Can you find a place to pray? And I think the real answer for this morning, just make up 